0: Thank you. operations episode 51 this is the podcast where we talk about movies tv shows and games that we've been watching my name is ron and i'm joined by james yo 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 and uh, for folks that have been listening with us you'll notice that uh we are one person down uh, mondo who was our regular uh guest or host on the show uh for personal reasons had to leave the show And so we wish him well, Uh, but for now only James and I will continue on this and who knows what happens in the future, but for now it'll just be uh, us two. So uh, I don't know that we're going to change things radically uh, in the podcast, but if you definitely have any ideas of what we could do or ways we can improve, we would appreciate that. And uh, you can send that show feedback to easy operations, QA at gmail.com. But without that out of the way, let's just get right into it. So, uh, James, how have you been? Doing
1: good. Just came back from a brief vacation. Took a trip to the Caribbean, uh, specifically to Dominican Republic, and uh, had a great time over there. It's one quite hot. Uh, Tropical storms tend to hit randomly as well. Uh, But a great uh, travel destination uh, that I can highly recommend to anyone out there. The uh, the, The travel time was a little rough for uh, the West Coast. It took about eight or so hours to get there. Oh, wow. Uh, that includes the connecting flight, but uh, totally worth it once you are there. Where was the connection at? For going there, it was Washington, D.C., and then coming back, it was uh, Newark, New Jersey. Oh, wow. That's a long one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, thankfully, the flight uh, way back had a little bit better um in-flight entertainment so that made time go by a little quicker and actually they they put us on the on the big plane on the way back too the um, the one with the three four three setup uh in terms of the cabin yeah I, i haven't been in that those planes that often i'm usually in the usual uh three by three so uh
0: it was interesting now were you in the middle of the four were
1: you in the sort of four section i guess uh Yes, I got the, we had the aisle and um, uh, Claudia had one right next to me, but thankfully there wasn't anyone next to her. So we had technically had a free uh, seat available
0: with the leg room. Now, one of the things I want to ask you is you, you stayed in a all inclusive place. I've always Mm -hmm. wondered, like, you reach a point where you're like, okay, I'm tired of this food. I've been having it every day for the past four days. I want something else. Does that happen? Not necessarily. Usually these places, they have a,
1: a wide variety of selection. Particularly if you go to one every day, it's going to get pretty tiring. But there's usually a, a buffet-type uh, place, and then the rest are just uh, restaurants where you go in and uh, you order food. And they're usually of different um, types. Our specific restaurant had uh, Italian, a Mexican, a uh, all, all pretty much everything buffet. Uh, A steakhouse, a French uh, cuisine, um, and a little bit more. What our advantage we had is our resort had a sister resort that was right next to it. Uh, Another large resort that was meant for family. It's a family style resort while ours was more adult uh, only. Uh, but we had access to that resort as well, so we pretty much had ability to go to their restaurants and uh, use their amenities or uh, their you know offerings as well. We just have to still s- uh, stay in our particular resort to sleep. But uh, it was cool. It's pretty much getting like a twofer. Yeah. So what was the coolest thing you did out there? Uh, now, other than enjoying time at the pool, I'm a big fan of affinity pools. Those, <laughs> those are my jam. And uh, the beach, we did a lot of excursions. Uh, we did on one of the days, uh, a catamaran trip where we went out into the ocean on this catamaran uh, where they kind of, it's kind of like a, I guess you could say a party boat. Uh, Our boat didn't have too many people. So it was kind of nice, almost like having a private tour without having to pay for that price. And they they sail you out uh, a little bit into the ocean where you are, to a stop at a specific area where you go snorkel which is above a reef um so we did that that's really cool i also wanted to uh give a shout out to one of these full face um masks uh they, these are a little newer styles for snorkeling i really have trouble with the other style with the the mouthpiece but this one it just covers the whole one piece and i i highly uh Encourage people to try that if they have any trouble with uh, the the traditional style snorkeling gear. But that was fun. It was very exhausting uh, because trying to keep up with the the swim guy because he takes you to these different reefs and uh, they're kind of far from each other. So you have to kind of swim to follow him. And then like. They didn't give you a life vest? Oh, I had a life vest, but you you still get tired of moving around. Yeah. I felt like we were out there for a good 20 minutes of just straight swimming, looking underwater and all that stuff. But after that. The catamaran takes you out to uh, another section of the beach where it's uh, a little shallower, a little bit, a little. I would say like maybe ten feet at most, where you can just hang out and uh, uh, and just hang out in the you know in the beautiful ocean where it's super clear. And they come out and play music, and then the, the guys uh, that work on the boat will come out to you with like they're kind of like waiters that come up with uh, fresh fruit while you're in the ocean. It was pretty cool. It was a fun experience. That's cool. Uh, yeah, that was one day. The second day, we went to uh, kind of a excur- uh, cultural excursion where we went to this uh, place where they teach you how to or how they make uh, co- uh, I'm sorry, coffee beans and cocoa beans, uh, where basically how they it. They're pretty much uh, uh, the whole learning the process of making coffee or or or, or hot chocolate or chocolate. I'm sorry. That was a uh, fun, interesting. That was was kind of a drive out. I'll say it was about an hour or so out, more inland, uh, where it's a little bit more f- foresty and and very tropical, and all that stuff. And you kind of, as you go through it, you kind of see, uh, kind of the, you kind of tell like these places out here are a little bit. Uh, what would you say? Like kind of third worldy out there. It is very. It, they live kind of a very simple life, mm-hmm. but their housing looks kind of. Uh, you know, like shanty houses and all that stuff. So it's kind of interesting to see that and how they live their lives. What I didn't realize about specifically the Punta Cana section of Dominican Republic is that the government made it specifically where the locals and the tourists don't mingle. So you rarely ever see uh, locals, others outside of the workers in the resorts um, in 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 that general section. So that's a little weird. So you'd have to drive a little bit inward to see more of the, the realistic uh, Dominican Republic. So that library. whole city, there's no locals in it? Well, other than just to work there, but not to live there. There's no like, you know, uh, people that live around there. It's all just like resorts and uh, and tourist touristy sections. So people just work there, but they drive or, or uh, live all the way in and back in like Santo Domingo and, and those places. Yeah, it's
0: kind of messed up. It's like, yeah, don't don't look over here. Enjoy your time here, but just just don't look too
1: far out there. Yeah, you know? <laughs> it's like they don't, they don't want that. I guess they want people to come that way. But what was fun over there is that we went to this uh, area where they – um, took care of these uh, monkeys, the specifically squirrel monkeys, where you go into a little section, you get to jump around, you go to feed them. That was a fun experience. I uh, highly recommend that as well. They're very soft. They're like little cats. They'll just jump up on you and jump on your head and do all these things. I was kind of worried that they're going to scratch you and anything like that, but they're not. They're very friendly creatures. And uh, lastly, we did a kind of a, a dune buggy trek where we went and uh, got these dune buggies and then drove off into the for, uh, into the forest uh, through the forest, went to another plantation, um, and then went all the way to the beach with it and then, like, uh, washed yourself into a beach. And then we drove into another section where it was kind of like a, a natural cave uh, where you could jump into the water in it. And that was pretty fun, too. It was just kind of dark in there because <laughs> it's a cave, but the water was, like, super clear, and then they uh, uh, you get to experience kind of, like, natural clean water and all that stuff. That was
0: uh, super fun. But was there, was there fishes in those cave water? No, it was just... It felt
1: like it was just empty in there, just uh, just darkness. <laughs> I, I get freaked out. You know how they have
0: those like all white fishes that don't
1: have eyes and stuff like that. <laughs> oh no, those are the fishes that are like deep water. Yeah, those are scary. <laughs> yeah. But in the lakes, uh, I didn't see any. Uh, I couldn't. I, I couldn't see. To be honest, it was pretty dark. But uh, it was nice and refreshing because it's very very hot uh, over there in the Caribbean. I imagine like the UV rays is just uh, insane. I wouldn't say. It's as humid as uh, maybe Thailand is. It is humid still, but not as humid as that. But it's definitely um, a more burning kind of feeling when you get there. Yeah, I think it's like is you're closer to the equator. The sun is stronger or something like that. I guess so. Um, and also the water's uh, super saltier over there too. <laughs> the Caribbean Sea. So. But oh. it's cool because you kind of float um, a little bit more easier over there. Really? Due to all the salt in
0: the That's water. Interesting.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. But yeah, definitely uh, suggest that if you haven't been, Ron, and they I, they have a lot of different uh, alcohols over there. Their thing is uh, rum. Yeah. And uh, we 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 bought we got we bought some. Uh, to take home, one's called Barcelo, and the other one is called Brugal. Those are the two main ones that are over there, and uh, their beer is El Presidente and uh, Cantilo, which I brought for you. I didn't know that, that you didn't, haven't had El Presidente yet. I thought that was a common one you see around. Just by the name, I thought I, I thought it sounded
0: familiar. <laughs> I, thought you, I thought you had it. So. No worries. Either one is fine with me, and uh, yeah, definitely we could do a rum tasting as well. Yeah, for sure. Uh, all right. So as for me, I just uh, – I happen to have my birthday the past couple of weeks and uh got a chance to go to a steakhouse that was like uh, one of the oldest ones in L.A. since 1919. It's called Musso and Frank. Wow. And uh, I kind of like old school steakhouses. I don't like modern steakhouses. And this was a nice vibe to it. And uh only thing that kind of uh, sucked about it was it's in a place where – of course, at the time when it was there, it was probably a very happening part of Hollywood. But now it's like right in the most touristy section. So you have this historical landmark of a restaurant. And right next to it is like a Cabo Cantina, which is like a <laughs> chain of like, you yeah. know, Mexican-themed uh, party. You get drunk and crazy and have yeah. shots uh, kind of bar. <laughs> the, the white Mexican type restaurant. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, there's like a, a smoke shop right next to it and souvenir shop and... It's So, you know, you have a lot of people going to Hollywood and Highland because it's really close to there. So, mm-hmm. it just kind of getting to there, you're like, I don't want to be here. But once you're in there, it was kind of cool. <laughs> and in fact, they have the the same grill to cook the steaks that they have since the place opened up. Wow. And it uses a hole to cook your food. So, that's what they would recommend. If you go there, you want to have stuff that's made on that famous grill. Now, what did you
1: get in terms
0: of your meat? I got a… Uh, 8-ounce filet mignon. I actually wanted the 12-ounce. They were sold out. Oh, wow. Uh, That was really good. And got some – I'm going to say mac and cheese, but it wasn't actual macaroni pasta. It was long pasta, which was very different from what I've seen when you go other places, usually just straight-up mac and cheese. So Hmm. it was uh, Bucatini, I think was the name of the pasta, and it was just basically like a long kind of pasta. And that was really good as well. And got some baked potato and – was the
1: steak uh,
0: as good as they made it be? Okay. It didn't blow me away. Okay. But uh, it was pretty good. But it, it wasn't like the best steak I've ever had. Would
1: you say for the price it was good? Or the trouble getting there?
0: It, you know, I think for the whole experience, it was cool. Okay. You know? Okay. That's yeah.
1: Cool. I guess if and if you wanted to do something after, I guess you got things walking distance.
0: <laughs> no, I, I went uh, <laughs> home straight after. You're like, I'm out. Yeah. <I got> <laughs> yeah. Here, yeah. So, what is this place called? Musso and Frank. Musso and Frank. Okay. No, like it's a grill yeah. or something like that. All right. Well, let's get into our movie coverage. Uh, I got a chance to go to the movies over this past weekend. And James, you let me know if you saw something on the plane. But uh, let me start off with uh, Blockers. This is the movie starring John Cena uh and uh, this this girl who appears in a ton of these uh comedies uh, is her name leslie mann is that her i just want to look her up yeah <laughs> leslie mann is correct she's uh the wife of uh judd apatow yeah that's why you always see her in in yeah mood. so his things as well let me read you the uh, imdb description three parents try to stop their daughters from losing their virginity on prom night and uh so this was a very funny movie i liked it um you know it's it's hard to judge like the quality of a comedy is like, did it make you laugh? Yes or no? You know, like, I don't know if you can grade these on like, oh, it's an amazing film and things like that. I think you judge it more in terms of, did it make you laugh? So it did for me. And I think for me, part of the fun of it was seeing John Cena, which is normally, you know, this kind of tough character in his wrestling persona, play this kind of like, his character is like this kind of dad that, you know is really stuffy and uh really strict and things like that so it it was fun to see him and i think he curses at some points in the movie so he doesn't really do that when you see him on tv so that was kind of part of the fun of it um but i really enjoyed this movie and i think i think you'd be into it james and i got to use my movie pass on this one
1: yeah, I would definitely uh, want to see that. This was always on my list as, uh, for Movie Pass, anyways, and uh, looking forward to it. And speaking of John Cena, <laughs> I saw this animated movie on the plane called uh, Ferdinand. It's basically a remake of, I guess, some uh, s- cartoon from Spain. It takes place in Spain about this bull who grows up not wanting to be a um, uh, what do you call it when you, the, uh, with the, like the, matador. The, yeah, the matador type things. Yeah. So basically he's, he's just, he's kind of this passive guy that uh, just doesn't, not into violence. And he, how he changes the people around him to be anti that who are grown and raised to be the certain way and how they find out how the, this whole lifestyle leads to eventual death um, because <laughs> it gets kind of dark where they where they show certain things of how like either you, as a bull, you either become uh, into the meat shop where you become food or you die in the, in the biggest stage by a bullfighter. Um, I actually thought it was better than – a lot better than I expected. I had a good time with it. I want to say it's like Pixar quality or even Disney quality. But uh, surprisingly good performance by John Cena. He definitely just sounds like himself. He doesn't try anything different in his voice. He's not trying to do an accent? Not even. (laughs) No accent whatsoever. I don't think – there's other accents in there except for a Spanish one. There's like a German accent in there for other characters. There's a Scottish one. But you don't hear any Spanish ones, uh, weirdly enough in this uh, movie that takes place in spain but um a fun thing maybe i would put on watch on netflix or free on a
0: flight cool um well i also saw something uh speaking of netflix but it was on amazon streaming i saw uh, allied and this is a movie that came out in 2016 directed by robert Zemetkis from uh, back to the future fame including uh the soundtrack was done by the same person that did the back to the future soundtrack as well in terms of the uh, score. Uh, And so this is a movie in 1942, a Canadian intelligence officer in North Africa encounters a female French resistance fighter on a deadly mission behind enemy lines. When they reunite in London, their relationship is tested by the pressures of war. So I don't want to give away too much of it, but basically they're both spies and, Mm -hmm. uh, you, you're trying to figure out what their allegiances are. And it's a really good movie. It kind of, I, th- I think the performances are great and uh, it just, I liked it a lot better than I thought I would. And unfortunately, I don't th- I think this movie did too well when it came out because it was kind of out of the theaters pretty quickly. Um, but if you like World War II movies, now you're not going to see any type of war major scenes here. This is more about like just individual scenes and just kind of the relationships between being in the military and trying to live like a civilian life and what it's like. Um, I really like this movie, James. I think you might be into this if you like kind of this, you know, someone is hiding a secret and you're trying to figure it out based on their performances and things like that. I did uh, already see this. I
1: actually enjoyed it too. I really liked that one. Um, parachuting part in the beginning uh that goes i believe into the desert uh somewhere do you remember that part the very was pretty beginning cool. of the movie <laughs> yeah that, that part was really cool i um uh i honestly thought the espionage action stuff was uh my favorite part of it uh and the the, the relationship trust part uh, the actual romantic part was like okay I, you know i kind of figured that was a little bit cliche but i i highly enjoyed the the movie back when i saw it at the time
0: yeah Uh, Did you see it in theaters or you just... uh... No, I think it was on like Netflix or something. Cool. Yeah, so that's uh, Allied and uh, we both recommend that one. All right. And as far as TV shows, well, you know, let's get started with Westworld season two. That just kicked off. So um, the first episode is the one that's out. So that's all we'll be talking about. But I just want to preface it by saying we'll probably spoil what happened in season one because obviously there's no way to talk about What happens in season two. So, um, you know, why don't you give us maybe uh, at most maybe five minutes just uh, if you don't want to hear anything about Westworld. So, James, what did you think about the season premiere?
1: I am still in. Uh, The whole concept was always great from the beginning, although a little cliche as well with the robot rising uh spoiler for the first one they start to uprise at the end what's different about this one which makes it a little bit more intriguing is that it seems like the main character or one of the main characters uh the female uh dolores seems more like the bad guy now in this or she seems like a little bit more evil uh intent and it seems to play a little bit more with Uh, Time again, so you're not exactly sure what time certain scenes are taking place. And that's part of the intrigue. Um, These mystery box shows I'm always into. uh, You could tell it's a J.J. Abrams uh, property. And I highly recommend it if you like the first one.
0: Yeah, you know, I was kind of confused through most of this episode. I I hadn't realized how long it's been. And I really forgot a lot of stuff. And Mm -hmm. I don't know that the uh, previously on did a lot to... Set you up and prepare you for the movie. Like I knew the the major plot points that happened, but a lot of the relationships I, I had forgotten, and and I even forgot what happened in that kind of big climactic scene in terms oh, of right. you know what uh, what the character of Ford was saying and and all that. So, but that being said, once it got started, it does set up a ton of mysteries, and it's doing what a season premiere is supposed to do, right? Which is Get you reinvested in these characters and start to set up some of the relationships and and the potential struggles you're going to see. And I like the fact that you have in the quote unquote real world you have uh, the Maeve character, and then in the West world you have the Dolores character. So, mm-hmm. and uh, I feel like at some point, maybe not this season, but at some point they're going to meet up, and it'll be interesting what they have to say to each other.
1: I agree, and I wonder if um, Anthony Hopkins' character will return. I know they kind of. Seemed like they ended a part of him in terms of uh, um, a synthetic character in, the, in this episode. But we'll see if he pops up again.
0: Yeah. But, uh, you know, we'll see how this season goes. And I guess we could sort of check in on it. Uh, I don't know. We can, it, we'll see if we get any feedback. But if maybe we could do it every episode or every two episodes. Something like that. Or mid-season. Yeah, we'll see. All right. Something. So let me just note the time when we stop talking about it. <laughs> it wasn't five minutes. All right. All right. So um, next up is uh, Lost in Space. James, this is the TV show on Netflix that was a reboot of a classic TV show, I guess in the 50s, or it was like a black and white show. And then, of course, mm-hmm. the movie in the 90s, which was not good at all.
1: <laughs> With uh, Gary Oldman? Yeah, Gary
0: Oldman, <laughs> and Matt LeBlanc. Matt LeBlanc. <laughs> <laughs> Um, (laughs) Action hero. Now, (laughs) I want to see how far you got into the show because I watched the pilot, man, and I was checking out immediately. I started like losing interest, and it wasn't grabbing me, man. So i I didn't even watch half the pilot.
1: Wow, Uh, I'd say the second, at least the second half of that first pilot is where it starts to get interesting and i think it gets better as it gets going it kind of reminded me of um not in terms of its its story but of its pacing where uh of expanse where it was kind of very s- hard to get into that first episode uh first maybe two um, but if you invest yourself into it, I think you have a good time. This is a little bit more popcorny than Expanse. Expanse a little bit more, uh, a little bit more deep, I think, in terms of its plot. But I am in, intrigued with the, the, you know, them. Where where are they? What planet are they? These creatures that pop up in there. its It seems like they have uh, limitless possibilities since it's sci-fi related. I haven't finished the season yet. I'm only like a couple episodes in, three episodes. But I am still intrigued. I like sci-fi quite a lot. And this one's more on the popcorn side than uh, the deep thinking side. Um, definitely, it's no Expanse. But um, I'm having a
0: good time with it still. I, mean, I don't know if I would compare it to the Expanse. But it's more like... What I have a problem with sometimes is when kids are super smart and almost too smart. You, you can't you know, believe that. Yeah, it kind of. <laughs> I have a trouble suspending that belief. And, it's be, it's beyond millennial in this know, timeline, bro. You, you have kids kids giving like medical instructions at a certain point in in the show, and then you know I think the youngest kid is supposed to be like a genius, but then he's too scared to do anything, mm-hmm. and it's just like, ugh, this. I don't know. I don't have a lot of patience for that. So that's where I was kind of like tapping out on it. I feel yeah, uh,
1: yeah. Definitely, uh, like I mentioned, very popcorny. It's not necessarily if that's not necessarily your thing, maybe not worth going. through. Do they continue with kind of placing a lot of emphasis on the kids, uh, on the family, I, which includes yeah. the kids? So that's yes.
0: Okay. <laughs> so if you're not into well, kids, don't watch. stick it then. For you though, <laughs> I probably will. I, I'm a little bit more intrigued still. Um, you know, they do have that show and I haven't seen it yet, but I'm, I'm intrigued by it, which is, I think it's called like Troy or something like that. Yeah, that looks cool. I didn't even know about that until I saw Man, it. Yeah, they're just you know, cranking out so many episodes of just original TV shows and it's just hard to keep up with that, you know? And then it's like, who knows the, uh,
1: quality it is as yep. well. It seems like they're doing more quantity than quality. So who knows? And it's only after word of mouth if something is actually good or not. I haven't heard anything on Troy, so... Uh, it's probably not if a that's, good sign. <laughs> it, but it looks cool just from like the look of it so who knows yeah. uh but uh, I, that's something i did want to check out too. at least the pilot yeah what i do want to recommend to you um it's on netflix i think i may have done before it's called into the badlands we heard of that
0: yes this was a show on amc um mm-hmm. i wanted to check it out i actually have it in my queue but okay. it's just one of those things that there's so many other things that i want to check out um, but I've heard this was a good show, and uh, it's at least two seasons in, right? Right. I think it's third season still airing right now. But I would uh, recommend it. it. Think of it
1: kind of like a mix of uh, Mad Max mixed with old school Hong Kong uh, kung fu movies. And it's probably one of the best TV series that I've seen that um, that, that does well, well choreographed hand to hand fighting. So uh, definitely worth at least worth
0: a check just for action purposes. Okay. Um, one one thing I forgot to mention is I want to do my check-in on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. And now I'll, I'll admit I'm not fully caught up, but they oh. are no longer doing the space thing. Yeah. And I feel like I'm kind of starting to not see it as high as I did before. Yeah, it's a lot and better in space. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And um, this direction of the show, it's like I'm not enjoying as much. But we'll see how they wrap it up. Now, uh, it's not to the point where I don't want to watch it anymore. But I can mm-hmm. just – like I very much had a higher preference for the space setting than where it is now. Yeah, for sure. I
1: agree with you there. Yeah. Uh, there is a – I'm not sure if an episode has happened since I went away or if you've seen it yet. But there was like a major character event that happened, uh, which I thought brought it back. At least that episode was really good. Have you seen that one yet? Uh, you gotta be more specific but (laughs) something uh a a character that you've known for a bit something happens (laughs) that's all i can say
0: okay well i'll check in because i i maybe it's i'm not fully caught up so that may be on one of the later episodes but probably you know definitely things are moving but it's just you know i don't know this this thing called gravitonium i'm you know i'm not (laughs) spoiling anything by saying (laughs) gravitonia but it's just like it's just like it seems like a plot device that can do anything for whatever the situation needs of in the script. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> like uh, the Mother Box and Justice League. Like, and, like uh, unobtainium. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's so unobtainable. Unobtain- so like that's anything. where I'm kind of starting to kind of get a little frustrated. It's like, what? This thing does that now? Okay, I guess. Yeah, when they don't set a specific rule where it just could be whatever they want. And yeah. Then, <laughs> yeah, and that, <laughs> that's what I'm kind of not enjoying as much. So we'll see what happens with it. Okay. All right. Well, let's get into some video games. Uh, James, I saw the Um, massive hype for God of War. It's very massive. It's a very massive hype. Everybody was saying this is one of the greatest games ever. Of all time. uh, Of all time. Of the year. Ever. And I had to put down my controller for Witcher 3.
1: And Mm. I said, I got to jump
0: on this hype wagon. I got to see what this is about.
1: Okay.
0: And I picked it up and now I am nowhere near finished with the game, but I can see where the hype is. This is a really good game and a real departure for the series and a real reinventing of it in a way that is really good and really awesome. Uh, did you get a chance to pick this up? Uh, not yet. It came out while I was away. Okay. Um, one of the things that I just from, from my playing experience is uh you know, I had been contemplating getting a PS Pro just for this game, right? Because to me, a God of War is like a system seller. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't because I don't, you know, I don't play PlayStation that much. And I was very surprised to see that my HDR light popped on mm. on my standard PlayStation. So it, uh, I can get HDR And the graphics are so damn good that I don't feel like I'm missing anything out. Mm. And plus, we're hearing these reports. That's the only one drawback of this game is apparently it does not perform well on PS4 Pro when you have... uh, Which mode is it, James? Uh, Resolution. The resolution mode on. So if you really want it to be in super like 4K, it's not going to perform as good for you. But this game looks great on a standard PS4. So don't even feel like you need to upgrade unless you already have a PS4, then you're fine. But... So the graphics are amazing. Um, They did this thing where it's always a locked camera uh, angle. There's no cuts in the action, and it's just it's handled so well. It's so cinematic. It's a very deep game. There's like a ton. There's crafting. There's side quests. James, Mm -hmm. all these weren't there in God of War games before. Um, I love the the just the change to that new setting in uh, Norse mythology. There's a lot of mystery to it. Um, so far there was been this one kind of boss battle that if this one at the beginning is like this, then the other ones I can imagine are going to be even more epic, Mm -hmm. really kind of epic moments in a way that I can, you know, think of like, yeah, like the God of War games, right? Just really epic moments. And, uh, one thing for me, and this is why we call the show easy operations, everybody is because I was dying on normal. In the damn prologue first boss. <laughs> yeah. And, okay. and then there's a, a, another boss fight that's very early on. And I died on him too. And to me, that was taking me out of the experience. And so, I reduced it to the easiest mode. Okay. Now, I regretted that decision because since then, it almost made it too easy. And this is sometimes what I don't like about some easy modes. It is just... Too easy. It takes away all the depth of the story, and you know, whereas you can—I'm sorry—not of the story of the of, of the combat system. Oh, okay. So whereas you can parry moves, you can do combos. You don't need to do any of that. You don't even need to block. And, and so, smash w- away. At that, yeah, at that point, what am I putting perks into my upgrades for? It doesn't so. Since then, as I've gotten more comfortable with the game, I took it down back up to normal. And either I'm more leveled up in my gear or I'm just kind of understanding the systems a little better. But I'm liking where it's at on normal. A friend of the show, Rooney, said he put it on uh, like one underneath the highest and he said it was kicking his butt. So Mm -hmm. uh, this can be as challenging as you want it to be. So uh, I really think you would like this, James. So, you know, at some point I would highly recommend this game. And if you got a a PS4, it is a no-brainer. And I I really do think it's going to be in... I, I don't know if I can tell you it's going to be one of the greatest games ever, but for sure, I promise you it'll be one of the best games of the year. Okay. I am looking forward to it. Yeah. Can't wait. Cool. Well, uh, did you get a chance to like, did you take a game system with you or anything like that? I did just to switch to uh, play,
1: um, NBA 2K and, uh, just to make the time on the plane go by a little quicker, but, uh, mainly played SteamWorld Dig and NBA 2K. Um, Nothing much to add to that. But what I did play uh, when I get b- got back is uh, try more still burning my way through Assassin's Creed. Yeah. It seems like it's a very long game. It is. Um, <laughs> I got to a point where I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, it's getting a little bit supernatural, which I'm more into in terms of its story. But it's not really a supernatural that happens in the real world. It seems like a dream sequence where yes. I fought like a giant snake in uh, – in under in some underwater temple yes. of sorts um, the that part was cool in terms of what's happening but I didn't like the actual boss battle where you have to like arrow the snake like a million times yeah um, the event was cool you know the cutscenes and all that stuff uh, the set piece itself but I didn't think um, the actual gameplay part
0: was about uh, fun. Uh, but I hope there's more of that. Is there any more of uh, things of like that? Those type of like out-of-body experience type like that? <laughs> uh, no crazy boss fights like that. It's a little more traditional, I would okay. think. Um, the DLC certainly has stuff like that. Okay. Am, um, I, am I close to beating the game yet? I would
1: say you're in the final quarter, I would say. Okay, final yeah. quarter. I, I am digging it. I do like this uh i finally got around to liking the game for what it is i you know at, at least i didn't put too much or if at all so far all those tropes from the all other assassin's creed games which i didn't like like follow the guy for a while uh and sit down yes and just wait yes. Out. The, the, those felt a little grueling and i didn't like any of that so this one was a little bit more traditional either go assassinate somebody or carry someone back or rescue somebody um but the world itself, I, I really dig the the locale, and I did climb that uh, that pyramid finally. I can, the only problem I have is some of the waypoints in terms of like they'll have those glowy triangles. I'm not sorry, not triangle. Uh, question marks? Yes. And I'll go to it, but I don't know where, how to activate it, or because uh, there's a triangle specifically in like the top north of one of the pyramids, and I don't. I've been inside it. I went out, up and down. I don't know uh, what I'm supposed to do to is activate it the it. one by the Sphinx. Uh, there is one in Sphinx too. I don't know how to activate that's that it, as well. It's a hidden
0: one. It's basically, uh, like around one of the base of his le- rear legs and you go in there and then, yeah, you go to a room that looks like a space, not space, yeah. but like it
1: shows the stars and all that. Right. But it didn't do anything. Well, I still have that triangle or the, the that's because
0: that's the only way to clear that room is you have to discover all the little hidden stars before you go into that room. Well, that's what it will give you the prize. And then you can uh, that thing. that's where you get I an see. outfit. You get an outfit for that. I see. I, w- I wish it told me that at least or something. I don't know. Because <laughs> I'm um, looking
1: around. I'm wasting my time. I don't know what I'm yeah, doing. Yeah, the
0: golden question marks are supposed to be the tombs or something like that has some treasure in it. And so it's kind of, I guess, on purpose, a little hard to find. I see. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, I, I'm digging the game so far. Right now I'm
1: in that section where it's a little bit more Greek um, in the levels itself i'm not exactly sure what i'm doing story-wise it seems like i'm just assassinating people and then you know giving them the spiel after you assassinate yeah them. that's
0: that's my complaint about the game is you spend so much time doing the side quests that you lose track of the main storyline mm. and uh towards the end you're like what how'd i get here what what you know and <laughs> so, <laughs> so,
1: so is, is there also a, a way to make the mounts run faster
0: or they're always at one speed um they are always at one speed okay yeah okay. yeah um and i think a horse is slightly faster than a camel i see so Interesting.
1: yeah because i'm like oh i feel like i need to be able to run or something if, you have a horse i have i bought a horse thinking it would be faster but it I it is a little, a little random- faster it is faster, but I just I could just randomly take other people's horses, and this I felt it was the same. So I don't know. Well, I, you want one with sweet decorations on it. <laughs>
0: That's, <true. laughs> That's, That's what true. I got. <laughs>
1: That's true. Uh, but I also in terms of the outfits, I wasn't impressed with any of them. I like the main one the most out of all the ones that are able to. Attain. yeah like i one... agree um
0: i think only until you get into the exotic ones so the yellow tiered ones is when they're a little more creative and unique but in terms of the clothing yeah i i, I like the original one or something that looks like it and i was the same way in all the other assassin's creed games like mm-hmm. whenever it wouldn't be a white outfit i'm like no that's not assassin's creed <laughs> although there was that one cool one that w- and i forgot which game it was that looked like the original one but it was black
1: it was like no, like a lighter shade of black. Oh, that, that was, might have been
0: the uh, the French one. Uh,
1: yes, Unity. Uh, Unity. Yeah. I, I thought that was cool. But uh, beyond that, the outfits wasn't good. But so far, I'm really digging the game um, and probably is going to be on top of my favorite Assassin's Creed game. Yeah,
0: uh, absolutely. So far. Cool. Uh, and then just one more thing for me. I got a chance to do the raid layer in Destiny 2. And what that is, James, is basically a mini raid that they added on for the first expansion and it's significantly shorter. Um, and re- uh, as always requires a ton of teamwork. And uh, we did it with my raid group and uh, it was pretty good. And We had, we had a couple of LFG guys. I will say a uh, kudos to the LFG system. It's been working pretty good to the extent that we don't need to go off to another website to, uh, mm. to find people for a raid. And uh, it, of course, there's going to be snobby people like, oh, if you're not experienced, you can't join us or whatever. But that would happen on the other sites as well. So uh, that's that's just an amazing system. And I don't think uh, PlayStation has anything like that to my knowledge. So that's a nice advantage that they have.
1: Yeah, so have you been using LFG to join others or have people join you? It's
0: usually to someone to join us. But oh, okay. I think I think I want to try it out on days when like I, no one else is on. I might yeah. want to try to pop in and, and, and see how it goes. Sure. Yeah, let us know how uh, that goes. Yeah. Speaking of that, the new DLC is out soon. So, so it got announced. Uh, they did. Uh, it's No, no, no. It's going to be May 8th, the actual day that it's launched. And it's supposed to be a number of changes. They're adding a horde mode um, that looks to be a little different from prior horde modes in that there's waves and you get to a unique boss that will rotate and there's going to be uh, unique pieces of loot that are exclusive to that particular horde mode. Um, uh, James, I don't think this is going to be enough to get you back into the game. Um, That might be for the... So this is the last of the promised expansions when you got the season pass, and there's plans to do, like they did with Destiny the Taken King, which is like a really fully featured one. And I think yeah, that's when you're going to see this be like a kind of a... Mid-year reboot or mid-cycle reboot of this car? Uh, I'm thinking of my car terminology. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> uh, of the game. The XL. <laughs> uh, when when they're gonna like retool the weapon system? Just do a lot of things that were really heavy changes that the community have been requesting that they just mm-hmm. weren't able to implement in this. Um, so, but that's not all the way till probably September. Uh, but wow. but you know we're a few months away. So. We'll see. Uh I'll report more on it when I when I hear or when I get a chance to uh test it out, but I'm looking forward to it and this will add another raid layer, couple of strikes, couple of maps. Uh one thing that is cool is now even if you don't have the DLC, you can play on those maps in uh PvP. Mm, the only the only way that you have to pay for it is if you wanted to go into a private match, and it's not even like I own it and I wanted to invite you. It wouldn't work. You have to have them as well. So that's only for private matches. So it's because really they, the, apparently the community was getting very spread thin. Obviously a lot of people have left the game. And so this is a way to get everyone in one place when you put all the maps together now.
1: Yeah. yeah. It makes sense. It don't, it- uh it doesn't segregate the community of people that do own it don't know that that's a good move on their uh part yeah
0: and uh, one thing that they did which was pretty cool but a lot of people weren't able to talk about they did this thing called a community summit in which they got all the youtube streamers all the people that are super into the destiny community uh, and they basically got a trip to go to bungie and uh, give their feedback and they weren't able to say what was discussed, but they said that they were taking notes that, and Bungie was like, all right, yeah, we're going to fix this. And they were like giving them their feedback. So, you know, we'll see how that is going to be implemented in the fall expansion, but that's kind of cool. And it seems like uh, they're taking a turn for the right direction. Let's hope so. Yep. All right. Well, any other games you want to mention, James? Uh, nothing off the top of my head. I'm
1: looking forward to uh, eventually starting Hellblade. Uh, or god of war whichever i get first but uh after i finish Assassin's Creed,
0: yeah so. man hellblade uh thank you you gifted me that for my birthday and unfortunately that's going to be placed on hold because i got to knock out god of war so that there's stuff mm. not spoiled to me and then i got to transition to witcher <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know I feel so we'll <laughs> see uh i, feel but it. I definitely want to check that out um okay well let's get into some news then uh, i'll start us off with playstation plus and these are the freebies for the month of may now james i'll tell you when i saw this uh one title i was like is it worth it for me to reestablish my ps plus because i want to get beyond no. two souls no <laughs> i love it how you cut me off no no it's not worth it <laughs> like i
1: honestly thought uh it's cool uh, it's cool i thought honestly that uh which one that came out before that was better um, um what was the, oh heavy rain one that goes <laughs> Heavy Rain. and then one goes what's the kid's name Simon or something like that was it? yeah 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 <laughs> he, had he his called name. out his name <laughs> and he it was so terrible <laughs> the way he called it out this one had a cool concept but like the um, I didn't like the I felt it was super slow and the way they make the narrative structure is, little, is super confusing where it, it jumps between timelines uh, back and forth like it'll start in the present and it'll start in the past and it goes to the future um, I didn't like that aspect uh, but it's you know if you want more of that you know telltale style game um uh with this one with you know modeled after real actors and all that give it a shot but i don't think it's worth renewing like you know paying for a full year just for this
0: yeah game. like i'm probably bit more likely to find it for cheap on a psn sale right yeah. yeah yeah um okay well that's beyond two souls so you know if you're into that uh Go for it. And the next one is uh, Rayman Legends. Now, is this the one that was the platform? Rayman. Rayman? Rayman? Everybody <laughs> loves Rayman. <laughs> no, Everybody loves Rayman. Uh, Legends, is this the uh, platformer? Yes, this is that 2D um, hand drawn animated one. So, okay. They already gave this out. That's a good yeah. one. Did they already give this out on uh, Xbox? Did, did uh, possibly. I, I could have sworn they did possibly. both of them, or at least the second yeah. one. Anyway, yeah, that's a that's a good game uh, if you like platformers. Both of them are pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know what? It, it might have been on uh, the Vita version. That's possible. Did. Anyway, okay. That Rayman Legends for me is gonna be a pass because I already have that. Uh, and then we're looking at, let's see here. It's a RPG, Risen Three, Titan Lords. Any interest?
1: Uh, that's on PS3. Yes.
0: Mm, nah, nah, no, 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 just on last gen stuff. Yeah. And, and you know what's terrible? Compatible. You said it, man. Is that they give you these PS3 games, and I get it. If you have a PS3, it's fine. But they're not backwards compatible. And, you know, that's what Microsoft is doing right. They give you the 360 games, they work on your system. You don't need to have two systems to take mm. advantage of it. So I appreciate mm-hmm. that. Uh, next one is a physics puzzle game, King Oddball. No, thank you. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. No, thank you. And a puzzle game, Furmans. Same. No, thank you. I don't know what that is. (laughs) Furmans. You don't know about Furmans? (laughs) Furmans. But you can play on your Well, Okay. Look, let's see how things get better on the Xbox side of things. So let me click on this link here. (laughs) Let's see here. Because I haven't seen this list. Okay. James, I'm going to tell you the title, and you tell me yes or no. Mega Baseball number two. Mm, I don't even think that's licensed. (laughs) No, it's probably
1: just, or maybe retired people. I don't know.
0: Uh, The Phantom Pain Metal Gear Solid Five. Yeah, that's a solid solid thumbs up on that one gray game mm-hmm. um and now i think they had given out phantom pain at one point i'm sorry the the one that was before this ground zeros they gave that out for yeah this zeros. One. yeah i got a box copy mm-hmm. of that but i may just download it so then i can have it digital mm-hmm. um okay streets of rage now is that just the first one or the collection
1: it looks like the collection on based on the picture there oh and i see, I it see it here, the
0: vintage the... collection mm, the... hold on now That's a good
1: one for Club Retro Gamers because, yeah, I do see Skate on there. So it's uh, definitely all three. Okay, nice. So, yeah. Uh, Yeah.
0: That's a good solid solid one. one. Love the soundtrack on those games. Um, That's a fun one. And then Vanquish. I'm excited about this one. I rented this, but I didn't get a chance to pass it. Either I rented it or I played the demo. And I was like, this seems cool, but I never bought it. Um, So I'm into this one. Same here. It seems like a solid uh as well. It's, it's had
1: no. It's actually had quite a big cult following. Uh, it seems like people talk very highly of this game. So uh, let's see. It's it is a platinum uh, developed game and
0: like the people that made Bayonetta. So uh, I yeah, this is like a Gears it. of War game, but with like anime kind of mix and uh, <laughs> a little bit of, of like a anime. combo system to it. You know. So, uh-huh. you yeah. know, <laughs> more known, more, yes. more praise for its combat than I would say than its story, you know. Or or maybe yeah, maybe its combat and uh just as
1: maybe how crazy uh crazy it is, I yeah. guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh speaking of uh on the Xbox side in terms of their Game Pass, they're actually I forgot to add this on the on yeah. the notes here that uh, looks like uh, another 9 games to uh in this coming may some of them are pretty notable i think and um are worth right, checking out especially if okay one of them is gonna be uh homefronts the oh, revolution is, the... is made by oh, yeah, that's the
0: one that got a 1x
1: update am i right yeah the one that's they're saying is probably one of the best hdr implementations or something like that and they're surprised that yeah, even that's not a, a good X, game though uh, thing, Who knows? Maybe now it's uh, worth checking out, and why not? It's part of the Game Pass. It's not like you're paying extra. Uh, Overcooked, Uh, it's a great local. Yeah, we played that one one time.
0: It's a bit too frenetic for me, Um, but uh, it's a it's a good game. Like I definitely can recognize it's a quality game. Uh, uh, If you're into
1: uh, soccer, uh, Pro Evolution Soccer 2018. So a relatively new. Yeah. uh, soccer game on there it's it may not, not be FIFA. fifa but that's the second best so that's uh, uh a good soccer game on there uh two games that are being debuted on xbox game pass one's third party one's first party one's called laser league not exactly sure what this is but it looks interesting it says it's a light speed arcade multiplayer shooter like no other um and it's made by the people who made ollie ollie uh i guess it's like an indie game uh in so the debuting game. it. But it looks like... Oh. Yeah, so it's a oh. debut. So it's the first non-first party game that is debuting with Game Pass. Uh, and this is one of them. You, you were li- more likely to see indie games most likely going to be uh, added as debuting on these. Now Another one is a uh, first party game, State of Decay 2. It's now going to be a four-player co-op uh, experience. Looking really h- highly forward to this one. I um, hope it's good. The first one was great. Um, this one... If you have it, Ron, I'll play this with you as well. It's a survival uh, – I'm sorry, a zombie uh, survival game uh, with permadeath. So <laughs> that's something – if that, you haven't played any of those types of games – I think that, that might have been why way. I
0: avoided playing the first one um,
1: because of that. But I think well, it adds a little bit more stakes if we have co-op. So maybe uh, – I don't know how it works with co-op actually, to be honest. Yeah, but but we'll wait for the room. And uh this the game called Escapist that came for free once already on uh, Golems of Gold and a retro classic Sonic and Knuckles uh, as part of <laughs> your old Genesis uh, retro yes. collection there.
0: But a uh, decent, uh, decent amount of games yeah, coming out next bad. month. Yeah, not too bad. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's going to do it for us, James. Uh, anything else you want to mention in terms of announcements? Uh, one no. last thing... Um,
1: actually one last oh, gaming right. news on here i'm not sure if you heard of that but uh the call uh, the next call of duty supposedly is rumored to have uh no single player uh campaign that's a pretty bold and interesting move on that part in uh activision parts it's the first time um in their big franchises that there's going to be no campaign uh, no campaign so uh, what do you think of that? Yeah, uh, really I mean, it doesn't weird. surprise me. Uh, like
0: we heard all these stories of the people that just immediately pop into multiplayer the moment the new Call of Duty comes out, and That's you true. know, I, I've been guilty I of doing that, campaigns that, uh, that. I'm like one for, of the few. <laughs> for like Battlefield many years ago when I used to play that. I, we'd pop into Battlefield before we even touched the campaign, so I That's could true. see that. But but like you said, the campaigns were pretty noteworthy things for those games, but. When you imagine them kind of having to hire these celebrities to be, like, some of the characters, and they kept really going all out in these campaigns, I could see how, mm-hmm. yeah, nobody's no playing, playing they play at once and they're done. I could see why they want to do this. And uh, I don't think it's going to impact the sales very much. Um I really don't. I, I don't. Probably you know. not, because and uh at least you know since
1: there is no single player campaign they're gonna focus more on the multiplayer aspect so that includes the zombies the regular uh multiplayer uh core gameplay and supposedly this is a rumor as well they're gonna have their own battle royale mode as well so that's gonna be the most intriguing aspect to me um uh the 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 core gameplay i can you know i already expect it's gonna be you know traditional call of duty uh whatever zombies also uh that's normal but it's i'm curious to see how a triple a developer handles uh uh, the battle royale genre in a
0: pre-established ip so i'm curious to see how it's going to work out in a yeah um supposedly this is the year when we're going to see people putting that mode in all their games and it'll be interesting to see uh which ones are more fun than others you know so we'll see um but yeah yeah i, I don't think to it's gonna change apart, my mind you know? on a call of duty i haven't played a call of duties in many many years um yeah you know, if duties. i'm playing multiplayer shooter it's gonna be destiny that's just for me but um uh yeah yeah PUBG. it's just uh, i guess because. we haven't been on as much or uh you know like i had found my guys to start raiding in destiny and so i didn't get a chance to try that out so mm. but i'm always up on yeah for sure yeah.
1: Maybe, maybe we'll try that new map. Uh, it's in the public test servers right now, but it should be uh, available on the f- main clients shortly. I think the you can play it now, the The new PUBG map, the Miramar. On consoles? Uh, today, I think... Uh, mm-hmm. On consoles, but uh, it's only at specific oh. times and all that stuff. And then it's going to be re- released in May. So they're testing it out for bugs and all that stuff. So
0: uh, looking forward to that new map. Yep.
1: And the new experience. And, uh,
0: you know, they really got to do something because uh, Fortnite is just stealing their lunch. And they got to really do something yep, when, when they come out on the new release or final release or whatever. Uh, they got to do something special because mm. Fortnite's just all over the map. Yeah. Yeah. It's,
1: it's. I don't think it's ever gonna be able to catch up nowadays. That you can't unless they go free. That's the only thing I can yeah. think of, and offer a more um, outfits. Interesting. The, the loot is
0: terrible in that uh, game. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, the gameplay is what keeps that game going. It's not necessarily the loot, but that's why Fortnite is doing so well. Not only is it free, but the loot is more. Uh, that world is since it's more character can do whatever they want and you can be more unique in terms of its look and that's why it's stealing everyone's attention Uh, me personally i just hate the ag building aspect i wish it didn't have that i think it would be a better game without it but a lot of people are into it and it's on everything essentially uh including phones so pubg needs to catch up on uh, the for me i like so
0: we'll see i don't know if i'm in the minority i like the aspect of like gathering supplies and like well all right. I only got a pistol this time we'll see what we can do and there's more supplies to grab right Mm -hmm. and there's more customization to that whereas like whenever I would play Fortnite I could always find a good weapon it's it's, you know it's either there's not very many variety and you know you don't put body armor on I don't think you put body armor do you? yeah Uh, there's like a shield that's what I like about and it's just like well is this house gonna have something like what do they have in there? You know, it's, so that that's what's kind of cool about mm-hmm. it. And I like, because that's half the game, right? If you think about your match. It, yeah. Yeah. And that's part of the fun. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like and the, it's just the, like, the you're with friends, you're like, stuff. okay, I got this. And you kind of split it amongst yourself. So I like that aspect of it. And I don't think that uh, mm-hmm. Fortnite can give you that much on that.
1: I, I mean, but that's also like the why I think it, that appeal is so... Um, so widespread is because it's a little bit more basic and more uh simple or basic i guess you could say so people can jump onto that a little a bit more easier <laughs> um, it's more casual yeah what do you think <laughs> that's true what do you think of um uh, cliffy
0: Bees? uh well i, I didn't on, play it but i saw a on, photo of know, it, get it get and i like Which, the theme of it if it's like this 80s arcade type of thing um so it looks
1: like it's trying to be the best of both worlds and catered more to like Players like us, where we like get the gun and the variety and all that stuff, and not the building. So it basically has the aesthetic of Fortnite, but with a '80s twist. So it's totally catered to us, our generation, and uh, but has the gunplay and the gun depth in terms of us looting on with the with their weapons. So and also has vehicles as well. So it's trying to play the middle ground of. Uh, taking people away from the PUBG people that also likes the art of Fortnite, so we'll see how well that goes, and that's also going to be free, as well. So, and what makes this one I think unique is that um, this is based I haven't played it based on what they've demonstrated is that uh, your currency and all that stuff can carry over. For I guess when you kill people or, or in the game, you there's ATMs in this in the world, or uh, so basically you can kill people and then without having to find loot and all that stuff, you can go to uh, your, like a bank or whatever and then purchase weapons uh, the next round. So I don't know. I think that's maybe how they do the monetization as well. It's like, oh, okay, pay this and start with this much money so you can you know go in the game and buy a weapon really quickly rather than looking for it. So who knows if that's uh, a well-balanced idea, but uh, it's, it definitely yeah, has the aesthetic. Uh, I'm that interested in it,
0: uh, but we'll see uh, how far it can go if it comes to consoles. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us. James, did you want to add any last mentions or news or anything like that? Sure. First, uh, I'd like to thank Facehugger as always for providing us
1: with music. And I'd like to notify people that uh, I migrated our podcast to the service called Anchor FM. So if anyone that has an app, and wants to leave us a feedback through that way, you could send us a message through there and we'll be able to play it directly on our podcast if you wish uh, or answer any of your questions. So feel free to check out us. Uh, check out uh, or if you don't anchor. want to do that, f-m. you can
0: still do the old fashioned way and that's easy operations Q a at gmail.com. Let us know what you think of the show. If you have any ideas for us to talk about, we're always open to it or any feedback you want to give us. So Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll just see where we go from here. Okay.
1: Yeah, for sure. Look for our yeah, We're if check you that need to check out. I got next some week.
0: IMAX 3D tickets, so I'm looking forward to it.
1: Goodbye. You got it. Have a great rest of your day, guys.